1: all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. It could happen here. It being the future and here being to you. Um, this, well, last week when you hear this, but uh, this week when we're recording this because we're recording this in the past for you. Garrison Davis, uh, intrepid correspondent, and myself, Garrison Davis's boss, went to CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, in 2023 in order to explore the future. Uh, And and in keeping with our guide both to the future, which we cover here, and collapse because the tech industry is falling (laughs) apart, um, I think this was a pretty interesting time to be at CES. I did an episode last week where I kind of talked a preliminary uh, about some preliminaries. You know, I, I went to an event called CES Unveiled where some of the more prominent products were there. But we, we we've since spent three days walking around the yep. convention floor, probably around thirty miles on foot, something yeah. like that.
2: My legs and back are falling apart. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> we've turned you into an old man. <laughs> um, but we have we have learned what the future is going to be. Uh, and <laughs> sure. I am, I, boy, Howdy! I'm excited to tell the folks what they can expect, Garrison. Where do you, where do you think we should
2: start? Mm, let's start with some of the the more collapsy type things revolving around crypto, because crypto was kind of <laughs> crypto was kind of like the white elephant in the yeah. CES because this is happening right after the FTX uh, fiasco. Yeah. So. It's it's kind of it's kind of weird. It was uh, we saw it printed the word
1: crypto, and Web 3.0 printed on more stuff than yeah. I heard people talk about.: Yeah,
2: people were, people were not talking about it the way I think they would have I mean definitely definitely last yeah. CES, but yeah. even, even like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting.
1: Um, we did sit in at one crypto industry event where it was a group of like French regulators, yeah, um, and French crypto business people talking about what they felt like regulations were basically in the in the wake of the FTX collapse what kind of regulations did they think would make crypto work yeah and you might have caught more than I did garrison because they couldn't get their microphones to work
2: no their microphones <laughs> stopped working then their backup <laughs> microphone stopped working and then they got a third backup mic, which is a little tiny mm-hmm. lav mic that they had to finish the he finish was the just talk with speaking into a tiny little lavalier mic. and yeah. they we're
1: amplifying it. Yeah, and sending painful feedback into everyone's ears. And look, never going to be defending the, uh, the 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 traditional financial system, but I will bet you when
2: a bunch of Goldman Sachs bankers get up on stage, their to microphones, talk to their microphones work.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean that was just a one thing in a long line of of crypto and metaverse kind of fiascos that we ran into at CES. We, <laughs> the, the, the first night we got here, we were going to be going to a crypto happy hour mm-hmm. um, that was
1: <laughs> supposed to be held at a bar called The Nerd on Fremont Street. Yes. Now, if you've never been to Fremont Street, Fremont Street is old Las Vegas. So it's the worst part of town. Um, there's a gigantic fucking football field, long LCD screen above you that plays animated versions of God bless America. How'd you feel about Fremont street? It's a nightmare. (laughs) It's horrible. There's cigar (laughs) kiosks.
2: The the smell walking back to the car was (laughs) something. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever forget that smell. Mm -hmm.
1: By the way, folks, one of the things you're going to get from this is, is a travelogue of young Garrison's first trip to Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, it's been a real one. So we get to
2: Fremont Street. Nobody is in the nerd. Um, no, the, the 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 nerd is completely empty. It's a it's a bowling alley bar, which sounds like a great idea, but it was completely deserted. There was there was not a single soul in. I poked my head in. It was all <laughs> under harsh purple light, <laughs> and completely empty. And this is this is like off of off of Fremont Street. So like there's there were plenty of people there's around plenty of people it. on on Fremont Street, and the music music was blaring both inside and outside. Yeah, completely dead. Um. So once this, so we we saw this being empty. So we checked the email for the crypto party again, and they said there 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 was another location listed. So like, oh, so this obviously j- this just was, to this. clarify, there was the party invitation thing that you would click in
1: the list of CES parties, and it had one invite one location. Yeah, and then. There was
2: also what you got emailed, which was a separate location. A separate location. And there was zero indication as to which was accurate. So we decided to go to the other location listed, because th- no one was at this one, uh, which was which was called the Goat Bar. Yes. <laughs> which <laughs> immediately, immediately upon pulling up, we got great impressions. Um, yeah, it, it was the... A hole in the wall, a little box. Uh,
1: the Wind, sign, windowless all, box. Yeah, windowless box. All of the letters were coming off of the sign, yeah. so it was impossible to tell what they had but once like, said.
2: And they were descending in an almost artful manner. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's like I, there's y- a, f- a photo on my Twitter. We'll probably use it we, to headline well, this episode. Yes. It's beautiful.
2: It's like I, I don't know if someone could have intentionally intentionally placed those as well as they were. It was no. it was a perfect microcosm of this entire thing. Um, we went inside. Very the, nice people. The 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 person there said that the party wasn't happening here anymore, but that this bar is the crypto guy's usual hangout spot, which was <laughs> a glorious sentence to hear. Not a big money location. And look, I, I,
1: I I've drink I've drank at a lot of dive bars. I have both been poor and in need of alcohol for much of my life. This is um this was a classic dive bar. This yeah. was really really and and by that I mean not the kind of like like trying to play it being a dive bar so that people feel like they're getting the dive bar. I mean like you will get tetanus from the bathroom dive bar. It was great.
2: <laughs> just the fact that mm-hmm. the, that the person like running the bar referred to this as their regular hangout, mm-hmm. sp- re- referred to this to as the crypto guy's regular hangout spot is just, just it war- warmed my heart. My biggest regret from this trip is that we didn't stay for karaoke, but yeah,
1: we had other plans. Yeah. So that probably leads us into metaverse. Because There's not a lot else to say about crypto. which
2: was the which is the other kind of like, but both like. Crypto, NFTs, and metaverse were all kind of tr- trying to piggyback off each other, mm. and I think metaverse has survived the best out of those three. Um, yes, it's, it's doing better than crypto and NFTs, which isn't saying much. Um, but but even still, I think there was a slight. It was weird. Some people were trying to emphasize the the metaverse aspect. Some people were trying to emphasize just the VR aspect.
1: Yeah, the um, there were I saw metaverse and Meta around, but when I would go to the companies advertising various VR products they would usually f- were focused more often on other applications for VR tech yeah. technology. Yeah. Like I kind of get the feeling again, a lot of them ordered stuff with meta on it before it became clear what a disaster it was. And there's some backing for this. So for one, we, we went and we saw um, magic leap, uh, which is a company that makes VR headsets and VR programs. Um, they have had pretty disastrous sales to the consumer market. Um, even though they have a very good product because it's really high end and people aren't willing to spend $2,300 on a headset and kind of prior to CES sort of reoriented themselves trying to sell to enterprise and, and trying to like move units uh, in like an industrial capacity for people doing like training. And, and it's one of those things, one of the things you can do with VR is you can sit a guy down um, and have someone remotely explain to him how to fix or repair something if he yeah. is less experienced. Anyway, so they were showcasing a lot of that as opposed to games. And certainly, yeah, no one tried to make me hop and do a fucking Horizon Worlds no, or th- th- um, th- even was, VR chat.
2: There wasn't much in terms of like tr- trying to advertise their 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 software or hardware yeah. for building like virtual I, concerts. I probably have a, a, a lot of it was way more enterprise and like. Yeah, you know workplace training and a lot, a lot more very like practical applications. Was, or gaming, uh, or, yeah. or, or gaming, but like yeah. in, in terms of like what, what, the, like the high end, you know, expensive, big, big VR producers were were there for. They were definitely pivoting, uh, or at least at least showcasing the applications that were more for enterprise.
1: Yeah, and that that's what I found really interesting because I probably had a dozen different VR headsets on my head at some point. Yeah, uh, and I, not once was I dropped into like the kind of metaverse type thing that Facebook is. is, And again, none of their products were on display. No. Um, Meta Facebook was not here at all. There was another company called Meta that I think did some kind of
2: machining, which was funny because the Meta booth was just some completely different company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But in, in terms of circling back to the uh, collapse aspect of the metaverse. So Night 1 was this failed crypto party where we went to two locations and they were at neither one of them. They sure weren't. Night 2, we signed up for an invite to a metaverse party. And I can't tell you how excited we were for this metaverse I, we, party. We were actually very well, thrilled.
1: Well, for one thing, legs are now in the metaverse. And Garrison's never experienced legs, so I was really excited for them to see that. Yeah, I um I only
2: had the Quest 1, which did which did not include <laughs> legs.
1: <laughs> I was also psyched to maybe make a big red robot friend like in that horrible video that Mark Zuckerberg made where yeah. his friends are playing poker on a spaceship
2: so the party on the invite that we request like you couldn't just show up you, you need you needed to like request an invite and like get a ticket yeah um, we got four tickets we got four tickets to this metaverse party it was first for it first said it was at the Palazzo. Um, about the Palazzo being part of the Venetian, yeah. And about two hours before the party, they said it was no longer at the Palazzo, and mm-hmm. instead we're, we were supposed to meet them at the uh, at that at the, at, that at, fountain. the um, at the fountains outside of the Bellagio, the, the which Bellagio is like fountain, one of the yeah. big
1: famous Vegas landmarks, and quite far away from the Venetian.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> um, the the Venetian is where half of CES was taking place; yeah. the other half was in the Las Vegas Convention Center. So we make our our jaunty walk over to. To uh, Bellagio, we get there and we realize that we have to da- we have to use this application on our phones for the for the metaverse party thing to work. It's like this um, AR application that. And
1: they did tell you if you have a VR headset, you should bring it.
2: Yeah. I think one person did at least, uh, and bring like, a charged phone. Yeah, bring a charged um, phone. Bring your headphones. So we all, you know, f- open up this QR code or whatever or link to try to get this software working and oh, around 20 people there are all are all met with perpetual loading screens now a few people did have i saw one or two people <laughs> yeah. that this was working for mine loaded just
1: the VR avatars of people but it was on like a gray background but
2: it didn't load any of the
1: background no. or, any, or any of the and, AR, AR the, the way it was supposed to look because one guy had it more or less working I yeah. think Yeah. And it was basically it was a video like a live feed of the Bellagio fountain in front of us well, as, it, as his like camera it's, yeah. scanned over it it's, it's using the phone camera all of the different like a bunch of different awkwardly jerking avatars yeah. kind of crudely dancing yeah in front of it they did have legs <laughs>
2: R- ringing endorsement <laughs> yeah so it, w- it was it was supposed to be that it was supposed to be this this ar animated experience thing synced to the bellagio fountain and mm-hmm. to viva las vegas and mm-hmm. that was what it was supposed to be the thing is only one or two people it was working for everyone else had these loading screens or had just the mm-hmm. just had the avatars popped in with none of the other features working um As before the Bellagio Fountain, like just like a show finished, the guy guy who's running this party, before the final Viva, the guy running this party left. He was gone. Quite rapidly.
1: He he exited (laughs) the premises. He took advantage of the fact that people were confused and trying to figure out what was happening, and he escaped.
2: So we have all like 20 people, not sure what to do and then we get an e we get an email like 10 minutes later saying that thank you for coming to the show um uh, i hope you enjoy your time at uh, beer park which is across the street beer it's- park is a place by the way i know it's it seems like a joke name but it's a, no. a quite large business so we were told that the party had a reservation at beer park and that we were all going to go over to beer park and you know by the way, the people heading up there—it's not just like pieces of shit like us. There's
1: like some serious industry people. No, there, like people who, including like, like the CEO of arguably the most prominent virtual reality game company. Yeah, um, no, there was or the COO, whatever
2: it is. COO. Yeah, no, like there was people who who've been involved in very popular yeah. VR games who are industry industry yeah professionals. entrepreneurs um, engineers. Yeah, and other, yeah. other 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 like VR enthusiasts and then also people like us I assume who just wanted to watch it crash and burn yeah. which yeah. it did
1: <laughs> who were just there to be to be the sickos in the window laughing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, we're told they have this, they we're we're told that they have the reservation for Beer Park. We're like, "Okay, well, the ar technology didn't work That's that's a bummer you know it would not stuff it's, it's
1: not the first failed no. demo i've seen at ces S- S- S-
2: stuff happens maybe, mm. maybe they didn't test it for how many people was there they sure, thought it maybe would only 20 be was too many yeah like who like but like no, actually yeah, yeah. Like, who knows um, but at least we can hang out with people. But so, but the guy, the guy running the party, left. So he's just gone. Uh, but everyone else makes make you know, like a, you know, like a dozen or a dozen or so people make our way over to Beer Park, and we're told that there is in fact no reservation for this party. Nobody has called them. <laughs> They don't know what we're talking about. So, could we please
1: get out of the way of the, of the
2: staircase? So, we start our way down the staircase, and then we, then we, then we stop halfway down because someone at Beer Park says, "Well, there is like, there's a bar in the very back yeah. of of uh, of of, and Beer they're Park. not
1: selling alcohol there, but you guys can stand around no. and buy from other places. But we can
2: stand there as they figure out what's going mm-hmm. on. We later learn that the that the guy who's who, who's running the party who who did not show up. Uh, did have a did have a reservation for six people at one table? Yeah,
1: Garrison. That man hung himself at Circus Circus within thirty minutes of the show. <laughs> I,
2: I I do know he ac- he actually made his way over to Beer Park at some point, but he did not go to where everyone else was going. He was at the other side of the bar. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> but he was not talking to anyone else from the party. <laughs> so that was that was the the second party we went to, which was yeah. Of a, sim- of a similar level of competency. Mm-hmm. So th- that is that I mean, is the uh, crypto and people did show up for the second part. <laughs> that is true. So I'm going to have to give it to the metaverse. <laughs> they cha- I mean they changed locations 3 times. They did <laughs> from the plaza to the Bellagio fountain to beer park. Yeah. Um with uh you know a variety of issues along the way.
0: The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo!
2: Private, put down your phone. This is the army! Sarts, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200
1: games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone! High Five! High Five! High five.
0: Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. at purdueglobal.edu
2: Happy Pride from TomboyX. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit tomboyx.com to shop. In terms of the VR stuff we actually got to try, so Robert tried, like, I think three or four different haptic feedback suits. I tried
1: every haptic product I could find. And haptic, again, for the folks who don't know this, whenever you, like, touch your phone and it, like, buzzes to, yeah. like, let you know that you're you're typing or whatever, um, that's haptic feedback, and that's kind of the crudest form of it. But the idea and the hope of the people kind of playing with the technology is that you can find ways... To basically like simulate a keyboard, so that you would be able to touch type in a keyboard that's not really there, because you know the you would be wearing a glove or something that would simulate the feeling so well. And so this is a, a key part of when you think about like what would it take to go from where VR is now, which is a pretty visually immersive and can be a pretty auditorily immersive experience, but that leaves the well, rest of your the body tactile feedback out of it. isn't there. Yeah, yeah. Um, to something that is kind of, yeah, more like a holodeck where you feel and, and like, can, you know, even people have talked about, like, smell-o-vision and stuff, which um, is a little further behind. But, like, something that's actually engaging the entirety of your of your physical person.
2: At, at the very least, not being able to, like, walk through walls. Yeah, or at least
1: more of your physical person yeah. than just your head and eyes and ears. Um, so that's that's the goal. So the first one I tried was the tact suit which basically feels like, and I wrote, this was in the last episode. It feels like having a bunch of N64 rumble packs on your body. It does not mimic the feeling of hugging or touching a human being. Um, Another one that we tried, I tried one that was just gloves that did a pretty good job of, and and the tact suit gloves did a pretty good job of mimicking keyboards. Okay. um, Which is kind of interesting. I don't think it would allow me to touch type, but it was, it was neat to see that kind of developing a little bit. Um, Then we tried one by OWO. It's like big, Capital O's little W. We're just gonna call it owo owo Um, and that was like a a full body um suit where it's basically it's like a skin tight like a workout shirt yeah um with a bunch of EEG pads underneath it so the the EEG pads make direct connection to your skin and then if you have ever engaged in the kind of kinky sex play that involves like a violet wand which is a device that erotically er- electrocutes you or your partner. You can also, like, draw on each other with it. Or if you've ever used, like, any of those fake sex cattle prods, they used to sell them at the uh, kink.com arena in that old castle in San Francisco. If you've ever used any of those, it's like that. So you're just, like, getting zapped a bunch all over your body. And on the low settings, it's kind of like a nicer massage gun thing. Yeah. And on the higher settings, it's actually really, really uncomfortable.
2: It's actually painful. Yeah. So I, I tried this one today. I put on the little skin tight Mm -hmm. jumper thing. And even just during the calibration settings, it was really fascinating because it's, even though the electrodes are only on like a few of your muscle sections, Mm -hmm. the the current runs through and it doesn't really, it doesn't necessarily have like, you know, like a taser shocky feeling. It just, it just is like muscle pain. It's involuntarily contracting your muscles. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not just like staticky, shocky stuff. Um, there was you know uh, get you know uh, the, the, the cool thing about this is that it can simulate you know uh, an entry wound and an exit wound yeah. so uh, robert was playing the popular vr game pistol whip where mm-hmm. you get shot by dudes and you do like a john wick thing basically mm-hmm. and you can feel you know like bullet goes in bullet goes out
1: yeah and it, yeah so it's not just Like a rumble pack type thing. There's actually depth to the feeling, and one of the things they simulated that was really cool is getting stabbed and then having the knife twisted. Which was the
2: worst. The worst feeling for me is like honestly, like getting shot in like the chest or shoulders. It was it was painful, but it wasn't necessary it wasn't like painful in like a bad way. No. It was like, "Oh, I'm playing a game and this is this this, this yeah. is a punishment. It's it hurts, but it's kind of fun." The stabbing was awful. I would seek um, to avoid it. It was very painful because all the all the stuff like below my chest was mm-hmm. way more uncomfortable and painful uh versus like chest and arms was kind of was kind of fun. Yeah. And I, I I don't know
1: again whether or not you find this appealing will have to do with the way that you like to do your video games. Yeah but what i will say is that from a perspective of just like enjoying a an fps type game it it is the first time i've been playing a game that's had some sort of feedback when you're hit that actually is Negative reinforcement. Yeah, like you do not want to get hit, um, and no, you actually it, kind of dread getting hit.
2: It it actually it, it makes yeah. the game a lot more immersive. Yeah, uh, in like in, in this, this that's that, that that that's like a bullshit phrase people use for like this yeah. is immersive, but like no, this actually like this actually it was, starts it was, it introducing was really consequences. Cool the thought
1: I think that they put into something like how do we simulate a knife wound? How do we
2: actually do like a through and through gunshot? Well, wound? And and it also makes your <laughs> makes your VR body feel more connected to your actual body. Yeah, uh, which is something that usually doesn't happen yeah you feel a sense of like
1: defensiveness towards your person yeah um and it it, like when i was trying to like dodge the bullets and shit like i actually felt it it didn't just kind of feel like i was playing a game like my body felt more on the line which was which was interesting because this is purely we're talking about this kind of in the context of stuff that matters and the stuff that matters here not that gaming doesn't matter but the stuff that actually matters here is the ability of people to simulate accurately life in a digital form. Because if that can be done, then a lot of other weird things are possible. Many of which are
2: good. Some of which are bad. Many of which are bad. Um, I mean, I, I think the next, the next yeah. thing we're talking about has a bit more practical application yes. and a bit more real world Cause, stuff. Cause so, that's what I
1: wanted to say. All the only application I saw for this was in gaming. This does not – I didn't see, like, a metaverse application of this. Like, this is not mm-hmm. going to help in Mark Zuckerberg. Like, you don't want to – <laughs> Unless
2: you can get mugged in the metaverse. Yeah. yeah. And some, some asshole 10-year-old will walk up to you with a knife and stab you. Well, that's a good point. When we're talking
1: about <laughs> is it possible that people will be living increasing quant- like portions of their life in persistent digital environments – one thing I would not want to have is a suit like this because people will find ways to Cause, access cause it. You and, can
2: get bullied. Well,
1: and we've talked to we've talked to some people who program for these things who are like on uh, other versions of them at the
2: metaverse party. They, actually, yeah, yeah. at the
1: metaverse party, they fuck up, and it's like getting electrocuted. You yeah. can't take it off yourself. It's there a serious is,
2: problem. Th- there is a competing model to the OWO suit called the Tesla suit, not mm-hmm. not made by Elon Musk's Tesla, di- <laughs> different company. But um, similar similar degrees of care towards safety. Maybe I mean it is. It, this is the most high end haptic yeah. suit that does this electroshock thing um and he said that he he has watched demos where people have been in the suit and the suit like glitches and all of the things turn on and like at full capacity which means you're, you 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 are get you're not only in excruciating pain you also you also just like can't move your body like you're stuck frozen in horrible pain until someone turns the suit off. So like there is there is this type of like logistical problems with with these sort of things as well. Well, and it's one of those like the the first thought I had when using that thing was like,
1: "Oh, this is kind of neat. Uh this would makes this actually would make certain video games better." And the second thought I had was I would only ever want to have this on if I was playing a video game that was not connected to the internet. Because yeah. the instant, I would never want to engage in a multiplayer game yeah, where I could get be stabbed like you, that. You, it would you, be you, horrible. It would
2: constantly be a troll. I mean, yeah. obviously, like, you, you can have lower settings on these things mm-hmm. to, to make it not painful at all. Yeah, uh, and but, you do get to pick that. But I, I, I tried mm-hmm. to go as, as far as I could. But in terms of practical applications beyond just gaming, the next haptic suit that we tried... The, this company is working with governments, this That's company's a B working haptics. Haptics yeah. is, is the is the is the company. Uh, we you know with this, they do the thing where they like yeah. r- remove vowels. Yeah, name. haptics Um, <laughs> and they have they have military contracts. We we, we saw mm-hmm. we, we saw army people testing yeah, it out. Yeah, two, two employees of the but, United States Army. But uh, they already are working with law enforcement. Um, well, and you know, uh, in an
1: industrial capacity, government training. There's a
2: fucking video of
1: Jeff Bezos using yeah, one of their no, products to like wirelessly control a robot that yeah. is like based off of human hands in order to do. Technical yeah, but they, tasks.
2: They, they work with governments. They work with mm-hmm. businesses, corporations. This is this isn't really a consumer thing at this point, no. because the full suit. I think they said the, the next full suit is going to be like eighty thousand dollars. No, no, no. The the um I, I, the gloves I, I wa- are four thousand. The, the gloves w- and battery pack. The yeah. next full suit yeah, that they're the doing is going to be eighty thousand dollars or a four hundred dollar month su- subscription. Decide. But that's for their suit that's not even released yet. That is their next model.
1: Yeah. Not a consumer, like, theoretically, if you're willing to pay the monthly fee, you could have this thing. Um, But that's not the intent. But I think what's interesting about it is this is kind of where all of the technology is going. And the the main difference is that the haptics that we had used on us in the lower-end gaming products were, again, they're basically just kind of, like, shocking you a bunch in specific ways. Or just, like, vibrating. Yeah, or just, like, vibrating. Whereas this suit used air pressure. It was like pneumatic. So it was basically you have these gloves on and the gloves are much more cumbersome than the other gloves. Yeah. Um, you have these gloves on and they're like blowing air onto parts <laughs> of your well, hand. It's,
2: it, it's, it's compressed air that, that, yeah. uh, that uh, feeds into these little sensor things that actually go in. They, they, they yeah. make contact with your skin. And so you
1: the feeling is, is real. Um, in a way that the other haptic stuff isn't, um, and it doesn't. First off, it does not actually. It does not feel like you're getting puffs of air blown on your hands. No, it does not. Um, one of the things that they did in there is they simulated holding your hand under a leak with drops of. Uh, I think it was oil in that, but like drops of a liquid coming down on your hand, and it felt like having water cup pour onto your hands without wetness, which is an odd feeling.
2: Yeah, that's bizarre. Um, the, but the uh um they they had like a bonsai tree, which kind of felt like a it felt like a prickly, almost, yeah.
1: It, it felt like a bonsai tree it felt like, and like, it felt a a like a prickly. Pr- it felt like and a prickly
2: plant. Running
1: your hands through both plants. If you'd closed your eyes and you'd run your hands through both plants, they would feel like different plants. Yeah. Um, and one thing you could do is you could grab... The vine with leaves on it, and pull your hand down; and the leaves would come off the way they would in a real vine. And like you and can you like felt feel it. them, you, you can feel, feel it. Yeah. and then your hand is full of leaves at the end, and you feel them too as they like slide off of your hand, which is a kind of fidelity I didn't really realize was possible at the moment. Um, uh, there was other stuff that really there was some stuff that worked better than like the turning wheels and stuff was kind of like whatever. Yeah. Um. The the knobs and buttons weren't great. I actually thought the the weak point was turning knobs. The radio knob it, thing. it just felt kind of shocky. Yeah. Um, but the the straw, there was one where you... The rope. The Yeah, there was a rope hanging from the ceiling, so you could, like, pull it to, like... It was kind of, like, attached to... You were on basically, like, a fake airship in the sky, so it was and kind of, like, attached to a horn. Yeah. So you could pull the rope, and then you could... The way you can grab a rope and pull it down
2: hand over hand, you could pull it, and it felt like... It, it felt just like yeah. pulling a rope... Th- through your hand. Like yeah. it was it, like, if, if I was, com- if I had no like,
1: near perfect fidelity. Yeah, yeah.
2: If, if I had no like visual sensory perception, yeah. I would think I am pulling a rope through my hand. Yeah. Like, it, fe- it, it it felt perfect.
1: And there, there were, there was a moment where I was at a desk and I had to open it. And so I like, I pull like, and normally in VR, if you're like opening a desk or something, you just kind of like grab and pull in the right area and it opens the drawer. This, I, I felt like there was a big metal kind of like hook thing that glass you get your class that you like yeah. get your hand up into pull so i pull it out and i feel my hand inside that thing as i pull it and then at a certain point i stuck my hand into the drawer to push it open the rest of the way which i do on real drawers when they get stuck and it worked the same way that it does in a real drawer and it it felt like one
2: i mean and the the other thing that was impressive about that is that uh even just I, I I instinctually picked up a mug by putting like yeah. half my hand inside the mug and holding on to the other side, which you can't really you can't do that if you're using VR controllers and you can't yeah. even do that if you're doing like hand tracking. It just it just doesn't work. But that you, you put your hand in, pinched both sides of the mug and, and picked it up and like just that by itself, like as you're like feeling the mug in your hand yeah. is like. Extremely impressive right now, which I, kind of sounds silly because you're talking about like the mechanics of grabbing a mug, but it's it's but you're, actually you're also talking a, about a lot of
1: advancement, the the capacity for mimicking reality with close to perfect fidelity, which um, I would not have guessed walking into the show you could do the things that we're doing.
2: Yeah, and and we talked I we talked to one of the products uh, managers there. They talking uh, where they were speaking about how. Um, how they're using this for workplace training, but also e- even even talking about how you don't want to just use this tech for workplace training because then people will get too used to doing it in VR, and then when they actually go into the real world, they'll actually be completely lost because it's not close enough to, to the VR. So they they actually talked about how, you know, VR, it can only do so much. You want to you use, you know, VR training as a supplemental thing for also in-person training and kind of go back and forth so that you actually stay grounded in what you're going to be actually doing uh, but then you can also use the VR as an assistant so you can, you know train it on you can train it on your own, but also you get to apply it to mm-hmm. the real world so you don't get stuck just doing the stuff in the in the digital world, which I thought was an interesting comment from the person who's like trying to sell this technology, yeah, yeah, which I yeah, and that was kind of the thing. One of the neat things about CES,
1: so most of the people you encounter and, and CES, for those of you who have never been to a trade show, it's rooms that are bigger than you ever thought rooms could be filled with. <laughs> thousands of booths and some of the booths contain earth movers by the company Cat that are like the size of a mansion in terms of their actual like mass and some of the booths are a crazy person sitting with his homemade air conditioner and his cut open gloves explaining to you the new <laughs> way he's figured out how to make air conditioner coils. Um, and so you get this mix of at the big corporate booths a lot of the time, like PR people who are hired to sell a line and don't know what they're talking about and are just trying to hype a product. And then inventors uh, and people who like have are actually have actually made the thing in front of you and are very excited about it. And are kind of incapable of bullshitting you. Sometimes yeah. they believe irrationally in their product. Sure, but sure. They, they don't they're not PR people.
2: No.
1: Um and yeah, I, I got the, that feeling from the um from the haptic people.
0: The following is a high five moment from high five casino.com. I won! Yahoo!
2: Private, put down your phone. This is the army! Sort! high five casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free down rewards, over 1200 games.
1: I won again! Platoon, present cell phone! High five! High five! High five. Casino!
0: Casino! Win at high five casino.com! High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. at purdueglobal.edu.
2: Happy Pride from TomboyX. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit tomboyx.com to shop.
1: We should move on from Metaverse. Yes. So I want to talk about some of the others since we're doing the good, the other products we saw or things that we saw, inventions we saw that that I made me kind of hopeful about aspects of the future. So we, we saw some AR glasses. And again, VR is immersive. AR is just kind of putting an overlay from the digital world on the regular shit. You're wearing glasses and you're seeing something that a computer is showing you. Um, one of the things that we saw... That I was most impressed by was by a company called Vuzix, V-U-Z-I-X, and it was their uh, Xander glasses, Xander with an X, like the guy from Buffy. Um, And these are glasses that are designed to provide real-time captioning to those with hearing loss. So you are wearing them, and you are conversing with people all around you, and you see every word that's being said around you, including the words you say, on screen in front of you, live captioning. Um, And it worked uh, yeah, it worked they were, extremely they worked well. Great. I didn't see it miss or fuck up any words. It's not like punctuated or anything, but it was perfectly easy to follow. And it works for all of the voices around you. Um, to the extent that I could tell, and I, I'm not hard of hearing in a way that I need captioning glasses, but I think that if you are, this is kind of a miracle product. It worked incredibly well as far as I could tell. And um, I think a good amount of thought, from what they said at least, it seems like a good amount of thought went into the fact that if you are acting as someone's ears, you have a responsibility to take care of their privacy um, because all of it was local. None of it was going the, into the cloud. There None is of it was no being app. There, there is no, no internet. App. It doesn't touch your fucking it's, phone.
2: It's, ju- it's just the glasses. It's, it's, yeah. That's all it is. There's no internet. There's
1: no app. It's um, just the glasses. So that was one of the coolest things that I think we saw there and was just also... A fairly rare, legitimate example of uh, a need being met through fascinating technology that I think could really improve
2: people's lives. Yeah. Uh, one, one other pair of AR glasses I tried was by uh, Ant Reality Optics. Mm-hmm. They had a few different models. They're the ones that make the actual lenses. Mm-hmm. They had models that were that you could switch between AR and VR. It was actually pretty impressive how they're, they, they look pretty much like regular glasses, but um, the specific AR and VR ones look a little bit funky, but they're not—they're not completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But you could, w- with a button, you could switch between having like the AR pass-through mode, so it's like you can like see you see the AR screen, and then you, but you also see the world around you. Then you can hit to the VR mode, and it blacks out the real world, and you just see the VR stuff. And that—that that was that was pretty impressive. They also had a a, a full frame AR. Uh, Glasses that again looked 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 relatively normal in terms of like you know this is the regular pair of glasses and but this was the only pair of air glasses I saw at the show that. Had the AR going over the course of like the entire lens. Uh, all the other ones had like a little box that, that they operated yeah, in. Yeah, that also,
1: was in some cases, fucked up your vision. like, yeah, when it, you didn't it, have like, a thing playing through.
2: Yeah, and it's like hard to. It's, it's hard like for your eye to know. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard. It's hard for your eye to know what to focus on. Yeah. Um. But this, the AR was was over the was was across the entirety of the lens, and that one was was very nice to uh, to test out. Now,
1: I think one of the things that we're kind of talking around here
2: is the fact
1: that if you've paid attention to this, you'll note that none of the really cool stuff we're talking about is made by a giant tech company.
2: Facebook Meta, yeah. No. Yeah,
1: Facebook Meta or like Samsung, Panasonic, <laughs> um, LG, we went to those booths. Those are the largest booths at the show. They're fucking massive, multi-million-dollar booths. God knows how much money. Um, Panasonic spent had Jeez. one of the largest booths at the show, which had to have been, probably was tens of millions of dollars. It is not cheap to get they, real estate in the LBCC, the Las they, Vegas Convention. They had Center like hearings. the
2: third largest booth in the entire show. It was massive. They didn't really have any of they their had, new products. They didn't have any products. Like, they, Panasonic it, makes things. No, they 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 had like they had like two cameras. Mm-hmm. And like maybe like ten lenses, but and like not not multiple ones of those, just those. Yeah, the only two cameras and like ten lenses. That that's all they had for this massive, massive booth. And then some fucking TVs and shit. And they, but like they had nothing like, they new. Had like displays and d- d- like like not 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 displays for sale. It was like, mm-hmm. just, like just like like projected displays of people using their stuff. But like yeah. they 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 didn't they didn't have anything to show at all but they did have oh, God. A, they did have a breakdancing
1: stage <laughs> they did. and they brought up DJ Funky and his breakdancing crew which i swear were pulled right out of times square in 2003 um and just thrust into 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 our reality uh, it was deeply awkward because it's these very like clearly people who spend most of their time doing breakdancing shows out in public in streets in crowded cities and a bunch of confused Japanese businessmen <laughs> just like staring back at them. And they're being like, come on, come on, make some noise. And the Japanese businessmen are continuing Completely to stare at silent. Them. <laughs> Do not want to make any noise. Don't understand why this is being asked of them. Um, it was extremely funny. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and that was one of kind of the takeaways for me was, the lack of ideas from big tech most of what the big companies were showing was like either a million different cars and you know our technology is this car technology and i'm sure they're all great cars i'm sure they're EV all wonderful cars, cars were very popular
2: a lot of uh, EV cars. That, that was like the big one of the bigger trends we saw was yeah. how much people were pushing their ev cars which is i think if
1: you want to read something about that it's bad news for tesla I also don't think it's good news for the rest of us because just replacing all of the cars on the road with EV cars does not solve no. many of the fundamental problems that we have uh, including even emissions. Uh, I mean because even this,
2: yeah. yeah it's not easy to make them. A lot of that el- electricity is generated via and like, yeah.
1: Some of them look neat. There were a lot of e-bikes, a lot, lot, lot of lot a lot of, of e-bikes bikes. which all look neat and of course that's going to be a huge thing. A, a big a, a big impetus for the e-bikes right now is that uh Ukrainians have been using them very effectively in combination with drones to murder Russian soldiers. And the U S military has actually put in large orders for e-bikes as a result of that. So I suspect you're going to see a lot more e-bikes geared towards military applications too, in the near future. But
2: But like what most of the big big companies companies had were like TVs, like, like they, 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 yeah. Fucking
1: Samsung, like Samsung and LG, mostly big TVs. Yeah. And like, LG had one that it was like stored in a little box where it was all rolled up and it would like Unrollable unroll TV, when you press yeah. a button, kind of like the, if you ever had a hotel that has automatic blackout curtains, it kind of works that way. Um, but, uh, which is like conceptually like, oh neat, you've developed a TV that can fold and put itself away. But also, is this really better than my current TV in a way that's going to alter my life? Is this like,
2: yeah, there, there isn't, there's not much in terms of actual yeah. new innovation. Like, they were trying to make their transparent TVs seem really cool and new, mm-hmm. but like that's not new tech either. It's just that people don't really like using them outside of like the corporate space, yeah, t- transparent TVs are neat for if you're decorating a space. If you're doing like a lobby. You like wouldn't its <laughs>
1: wasn't that in your living room cause no. it's a worse experience. yeah,
2: but yeah. but like so like me I think out of all the big companies, LG had the best booth experience. Um, I walked through Samsung after waiting in a massive line. And all it, it it looked half like a hospital and half like an Ikea where you're walking through mm-hmm. and they're kind of showing you all their different like smart appliance products, but nothing is like actually new or innovative. It's all, yeah. it's all the same shit. You can find it at like a Best Buy. It's not, it's not cool or interesting. You're just waiting in line to walk through these little Ikea homes that, that, and they show you how you can now yeah, use, and- you can now use like Microsoft teams from your television. And you're like, oh there cruel. are a lot
1: of people bragging about their Microsoft teams integration look you and I both have to use teams for work sometimes always the worst part of my day
2: but but <laughs> now but now Robert with, with your new rollable TV you too can use Microsoft teams finally. <laughs>
1: a rollable TV that automatically takes me into my teams room.
2: So, when you boot up Microsoft Teams and you, and you don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> well, when just I first roll, when I first clicked the, the link down. on
1: Firefox and it says this browser is not supported. You're going to have to use another browser <laughs> to start Microsoft Teams. Um, you know,
2: you probably wouldn't run into that issue if you had your rollable TV that was a right. smart TV that could connect directly to Microsoft Teams.
1: Yeah. Um I hate
2: it. But uh, yeah, the, the Samsung booth was horrible. Sony mostly had PlayStations, which is fine. That's their people love them. That's, PlayStations. That's the PlayStations. Uh, and, and Panasonic Mo- was a complete bust. Mm-hmm. Uh, LG at least had some interesting stuff, like uh, they they had this one pr- projection powered TV extension room where you have you have an image or a three D a three D like a three D video file of the of the thing on the television that then projects out into the entirety of the room. At least that was cool and new. It, it See, there was there was no stated release date for this, no stated price point or application because honestly
1: what what movies are going to work in that. Now, yeah. the answer is that what you want to do is you want to combine that kind of drawing AI and use it so you can run a movie through it. And it will finish the rest of the scene. So for example, <laughs> oh you God. can put on Boogie Nights, you, that you, opening scene where it's that one long shot as they go through. It's just, just cut, all around you, you but everyone looks a little wrong and their hands are tweaked and fucked up. You
2: constantly have mid-journey <laughs> continuing <laughs> up to movie to fill the frame.
1: Lord of the Rings, when you look to your right, one of the elves has hands that just You've curl that up, up in hands. on
2: themselves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you just
2: take a shitload of acid and permanently damage your brain. I, I I think the funniest thing at the LG booth, though, although despite being corny, was still miles better miles better than anything else in Panasonic or inside Samsung. Oh, it was the home of the future? Was they they had three different home of the futures, which was mostly talking about how to use smart appliances and how to integrate them with your phone or whatever. That that was most of what they were talking about. But they had three actors in each of the hosts.
1: Actual ass human beings. Who are
2: like God kind love of them. kind of doing like a kind of doing a presentation, kind of doing a fourth wall breaking performance. Mm-hmm. It's a it was a weird it was a weird mix of performance. The mom art. kept
1: emphasizing that she was almost criminally incompetent at cooking and thus had to be taught by a robot how to make pasta.
2: But like they're talking about like their kids and my husband and it's like, it's a weird performance art thing. But honestly, that way of presenting their products was much more enjoyable to watch than walking through the Samsung booth who didn't have any of that. You were just walking through like it, It. it, it despite being silly, it was still much, much more enjoyable.
1: Yeah, and I, so f- I have been, Attending CES since 2010, not every year, but off and on, I try to hit it every couple of years just to kind of keep abreast of what's not just like what's possible, because you always see some exciting new stuff that you you wouldn't have guessed was a thing, but also to just kind of get an eye for how the tech industry is talking about itself to itself. Um, and the thing that struck me most was how completely out of the driver's seat the big tech companies were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not even really even uh, – not even trying. Google's big box was not in the main convention center, their main booth. They had it outside the convention center, and it does not seem to be a focus of much coverage right I've now. I've seen no about it. People are not – do not care. It's just more phones, and it's like Razer's there, right? The company that makes gaming laptops, yeah. and they make perfectly fine gaming laptops, but it's also just like, well, now I can see what the new 16-inch Razer looks like. It looks like a Razer laptop. Yeah. Um, you know, I can go to uh, Lenovo and see what, they had actually a couple of cool laptops. Actually,
2: Lenovo, I was bummed because they took away the the laptop clit. Uh,
1: they did take the clitoris off of the laptop, which yep. is a shame. Although they have a semi clitoris button on the side of the phone.
2: Okay. That's it's good. Re,
1: it's red. Like the old, anyway, whatever. Rich. Um, Look up Lenovo clitoris or just type clitoris into red tube. Um, don't, well, I don't know, whatever. It's your life. Uh, so the the Lenovo has like, I mean, there's some like, oh, here's a laptop with two screens that doesn't completely suck. Um, you know, here's a laptop that is in a slightly better form factor, but it's, there's kind of, they've given up the idea that like, um, there's anything kind of, but iterative, like here's TVs that are slightly better than your current TV, but not in a way that you can notice. And that's most of like the products there, which is like, well... On paper, this is slightly better than the thing I have, but I don't think I would actually notice a difference. In, yeah. And when you're seeing that from the companies that are put, spending 30 million, 20 million, however many fucking millions of dollars to be at CES and have God knows how many billions that they put into R&D when that's what they're bringing to the table. And there's just like three nerds in a tiny booth in a corner of a room that have a device that like is capable of reading all of the speech around you and translating and like captioning it live. Or there's those i mean that little not a massive company although not you know clearly a decent amount of backing doing that kind of shit with haptics like that's all of the that's the i think the the main takeaway to me is like there's big tech um seems to have entirely given up driving the conversation about what the future's going to look
2: like i mean even which like i don't
1: take as a bad thing actually
2: i mean even we 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 went to the John Deere booth and they had this they had this um, uh, AI-assisted way to scan your crops and locate where weeds are, and another kind of. And other it was on like one of non- those
1: gigantic um, uh, uh, irrigation plow I- ir- irrigation machines systems, where you like drive it around. Yeah. It's like a hundred yards long, and it waters and sprays pesticide. And yeah, shit. So, but I it, the, it's,
2: it's it's this AI-powered thing that recognizes things that are not crops and tries to uh, remove yeah. them. It, The case in point being, like, trying to spray pesticides just on the weeds and not on the rest of the crops, and it can it can go it it can do this while operating at twelve miles an hour. This this the the person we talked to, they just started working for John Deere Mm -hmm. because this technology was developed at a different company that John Mm -hmm. Deere just bought. Yeah, like John Deere didn't make this; other companies did, and then they just bought it. I think that's just another interesting use case of like that was just another small random company who was doing you know innovative farming technology that then, you know, another big company with money just decided to buy and be like, Hey, this is our thing now. And I I think I want
1: to, we'll do another part where we talk about the dark side. We'll talk about Palantir who was there and who we got to chat with. We'll talk about surveillance. We'll talk more about John Deere because there's some, some bleak shit in the John Deere stuff too. Um, But I think this is the stuff that I found broadly optimistic, even the shit that didn't work because what didn't work is like big tech. Yeah, And I, I kind of like the fact that big tech,
0: it and, seems, is stumbling. And crypto. <laughs> and
1: crypto Those but but are the two things that didn't work. What I like is the fact – I like to see big tech stumbling out the gate and a bunch of weirdos um, putting some cool shit out there. and That actually makes me more hopeful of like a future where e- p- technology makes things more accessible and uh, I get to wear motorized exoskeletons. Oh, let's end on the exoskeletons. Let's, follow, let's end
2: on the exoskeletons. So sure. we got
1: to finally – try the motorized exoskeleton, which is supposed to basically increase your lifting capacity by 60 or 70 pounds. Um, it's like a backpack you wear on your back with a chest piece and it hooks around your hips and stuff. Uh, and it works when you're like carrying loads and moving and squatting. You don't have to move the way you normally do to protect your lower back, which is kind of harder on your knees if you've ever like done kettlebell squats or, or deadlifts. Um,
2: when, you, when you first put it on and they had you bend over and yeah. then stand back up, the first time you did that, mm-hmm. it was you kind of felt like you're getting launched in the air. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it,
1: it it's pushing up with you, it's assisting you. Yeah, but you can move. You it like springs in your step as you're running. It yep. worked really well. It was very cool. I wanna, and I was kind of shocked at how. This f- is from a German biotics. Company. Yeah, German Bi- German bionics. Okay, um, which uh, is the name of the company, and uh, it was a really awesome. First off, shout out the folks were fans, so that was nice. Um, but it was uh. Really cool product for like the price point was surprisingly. Like, we're not talking Toyota factories can afford them. We're talking like if you are, if you work in like a mid, like a small automotive company or whatever, yeah. like you could afford one of these suits. They're not, they're uh, sub 10K. So they're not cheap, but they're not like the kind of thing that only a multi billion dollar corporation could have access to. And it'll actually and improve can, the lives of workers. Yeah. Like, you can rent them for 250 bucks a month, which is again, very because it it would allow you to work lifting and hauling shit all day or do stuff like on a farm like bale hay and huck hay up without straining your knees and back which uh, you know w- we talk a lot about like w- the kind of devices oftentimes the kind of devices that make work more that are like marketed to companies in this may make work more efficient but they don't they improve.
2: try to they try to they try to increase productivity <laughs> yeah
1: uh, by just doing more numbers but not actually improving like, the experience for the worker like the human side of this is that well maybe a bunch of people who ruin their backs and knees working in factories every day w- won't yeah and that would be ni- nice too uh and and it seems like it works really well um so if you are currently working a job or run a company and your employees are destroying their backs and knees maybe <laughs> reach out to the German bionics guys um also it does seem like i could rent or purchase one and then combine my plate carrier with the chest rig purchased extra thigh and shoulder armor and have what is effectively powered armor without straining my body i can't see any reason why that wouldn't work garrison um so come back next week where i will have recreated space marine power armor um and and soon after that gone mad with power
2: and t- and take over circus
1: circus yeah finally finally take over <laughs> garrison why don't we end this by so circus circus
2: oh god most
1: beautiful place in the las vegas strip if you've never been if you've ever read the book Fear and loathing in La- las vegas or watched the movie it's where hunter thompson starts hallucinating um now the, the thing about circus circus is that it's a clown themed casino and the kind, other thing well
2: it's 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 supposed to be a circus themed casino there's a lot of clowns but there is a lot of clowns in their branding (laughs) and uh, it was it's like one of the
1: oldest casinos on the strip so everything is faded they have not repainted it in a very long time it is the outside is a shade of like move that you only get when the sun has deeply damaged your building. Yeah, you you, um, you
2: cannot purposely produce that color. No. It's... No
1: man cannot create it even with all of our talents. <laughs> um and it's it's just I I purposely put Garrison up there cuz it's where I used to stay on the strip and it's one of the worst places in the world. I love it very much. Um, tell tell the people how you found Circus Circus, Gear.
2: I mean, initially, I, I wanted I wanted more theming on the inside. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a bummer that clowns have gotten s- such a bad rap in the past twenty years that I feel like they've t- kind of taken a backpedal off the clown theming.
1: Yeah, it's cowardice.
2: Because uh, with, without the clown without the clown theming. It's just kind of dingy and depressing. Where instead it could be surreal and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and I would prefer it to be surreal and uncomfortable than just dingy and depressing. See, this is why I I, I wanted
1: to support you in your dream of sitting in dark corners of circus circus I brought at four my in the clown morning costume. wearing your clown I, costume. I, I brought I brought a clown costume. You could give. I mean, you might get stabbed.
2: I still <laughs> I still have one more night. That's right. Yesterday yesterday after I exited my hotel, there was a Las Vegas police officer. What's what time of day? At least 7 (laughs) a.m.? A Las Vegas police officer was walking the hallway in the very top floor where I'm staying, and then then I go downstairs, and there's a whole team of police (laughs) sweeping the ground at 7 a.m. in Circus Circus. Probably just a murder. Um,
1: So this has been, it could happen here, reporting from CES. We'll be back probably tomorrow to talk about the dark horrifying things that we saw that made and, us deeply uncomfortable
2: and then we'll probably have like in an, uh, an audio documentary mm-hmm. on the way as well using audio that we recorded yeah. um, at ces so, so that will be integrated at some point in the future we
1: will, we will continue to inform you of the future that is mercilessly rushing towards you and cannot be stopped and will inevitably crush you and everything and everyone you love but in this episode in a good way so true so be happy
0: I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails, done. Outfit, stunner. And my skin, I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows try new Olay indulgent moisture body wash for glowing skin in just 14 days happy pride from tomboy x we just dropped our pride 24
2: collection queer founded queer run and creating size and gender inclusive underwear swimwear
0: and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin visit tomboyx.com to shop